Welcome to the United We Scan podcast, the podcast by rural carriers for rural carriers. The views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views or opinions of the United States Postal Service or the National Rural Letter Carriers Association. We ask that you please consult your assigned union representative for guidance in your local area. Make sure you like this podcast, share with your fellow rural carriers, and subscribe to be notified each time a new episode is uploaded. Please rate this podcast five stars where applicable and leave a comment or question for us below. Thank you. Now, here are the hosts of the United We Scan podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 50. It's our nifty 50, and it's beginning to look a lot like... I'll let you fill in the blank. How was your week, Josh? It was fairly well. Still waiting on arrow keys. Finally have a vehicle, not my vehicle, but a vehicle to use. Friday morning on my way to work, the the engine started running rough, garbage shaking, and... The engine light came on. I was only about three, four miles, maybe five from the house. So I just turned around, came back. Luckily, my wife was off, so I was able to take her car. So one of my neighbors has one of the things you can plug in to pull the codes. Uh, it looks like it's misfiring in the cylinder three, so I need to get uh, the plugs and possibly the coils replaced for that. Uh, unfortunately, the guy that I was going to do it had a family emergency, so I messaged him to make sure everything was okay a while ago, and he said he'll be here at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. So hopefully it won't take him too long to get that done. Other than that, like I said, everything was pretty decent. Friday and Saturday were not as ugly as I thought they were going to be. I mean, it is the post office, so it's the usual rigmarole of deliver this, deliver that, and hopefully get back before the sun goes down. And I did pretty good Monday through Thursday, and then Friday rolled around, and I was out until just after dark. And I actually had to use my new band headlamp that I got, one of those LED strip lights headlamps, which works pretty good. It's weaker than I thought it would be, but it works. And I can at least see where I'm walking and don't have to step in dog do or anything like that when I'm going to houses. But other than that, uh, Saturday was good. And then today I went to my model railroad museum that I volunteer at. Unfortunately, I found out Sunday that the owner of it passed away, but his son has taken over. So we're trying to keep that running in his memory. Uh, But other than that, just a normal week for me. Bill, how about you? Oh, let's see. Monday was a 12 and a half hour day. Tuesday was an 11 hour day. Wednesday was a 10 and a half hour day. And Friday was a 12 and a half hour day. I I had enough room in my truck on Monday and Friday to change my mind or fart, but I couldn't do both at the same time. I, I had that packed like Tetris, which I was never good at. But, you know, with my cargo net, I I took everything up to the ceiling and just, you know, plowed through. It's just, and and the worst part was that we have a machine, parcel sorting machine in our office now. 
and it makes more mistakes than Stevie Wonder. It really does. And, I mean, they had the city carriers in there till 1130 on Friday waiting for missorted parcels. And you just, you know, how can you invest that kind of money in a machine that doesn't work? Well, at least my station managers told us Fridays is it is what it is. We only have four weeks of this, and I'm cutting them off at 930 so they can hit the street. In a decent time and get to get back. Yeah, my week. <laughs> Monday I had to go help out on another out. I had just shy of a twelve hour day. And then Monday package wise wasn't bad because our Amazon showed up after cutoff and they held all our Amazon back. So I had heavy mail, not a lot of packages. So I wasn't against going out and helping on that other route. Tuesday, I had double Amazon. And they still held another couple pallets back that came in. And so when I got back Tuesday, I went and ran those out second trip. Wednesday wasn't a bad day. It was paper day. Yeah, no big deal. I was back, I don't know, 4, 4.30-ish Wednesday. Kind of nice. Friday, clocked out at quarter after five, can't complain. Saturday, I was done yesterday at, clocked out at 3.40. So my week wasn't too bad, to say the least. Uh, on the work front, it's kind of been an emotional roller coaster. I lost somebody that uh, I grew up with on uh, Thanksgiving morning. I found that about that news, and then one of my old carrier friends passed away late last night, early this morning, after a 26-month battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, she was a warrior, and I'm drinking my Disarono on the rocks in honor of her tonight. So, But other than that, it hasn't been too bad. I was supposed to be training this next week. I don't think I'm going to be doing training. They can't find somebody to cover my route now. So, uh, yeah, business as usual for me. Finished my first full week as a regular. Well, I'm fun for you. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Just keeps getting more fun. I get to have some fun conversations with the postmaster in the morning because she fails to communicate anything in our office. I was a little uh, peeved yesterday when I left for the route. I uh, was about ready to take my last load out, and supervisor goes, do you know you have another pumpkin of uh, Amazon in the back? I said, I do. I've been looking through, looking at it every time I walk back in the door from loading another load. Never saw one back there. Nobody told me I had one back there until I was ready to make my final load. Went and pushed that sucker out and went, you're kidding me. Almost had to completely reload the truck because it was all big stuff. But I still made it out the door by 10 o'clock, so I can't complain. I was just a little annoyed that there is absolutely no communication in my office right now. So, But other than that, <laughs> Saturday, well, go ahead, James. It's that time of year. Whether you love it or hate it, it comes around once a year. And for the Postal Service, it starts Saturday, supposedly. We all know 
that it doesn't actually start Saturday. It starts weeks prior to Thanksgiving, especially for early Black Friday supposed sales. We all know they're not sales anymore. They're just, we'll mark it up and then mark it down to look like a sale. But, or, just, or just switch out the signs that say Black Friday special. And do you see that one with Target? They pulled out the other signs that for sale price, and it was the exact same price as the Black Friday site. Yeah, that was Walmart. That was it Walmart? Walmart? I thought it was Target, but I don't know. I, I don't pay that attention. I thought it was They're Target. all the same now. They're all the same Aren't now. they, though? Aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, technically I for us, we've always said that the Christmas rush really starts the day after Columbus Day. That's the unofficial kickoff to the holiday season for us. Yeah, but on December 2nd, what starts then? Christmas overtime. December 2nd through December 22nd always starts the first Saturday of the month, which and goes for three weeks. Why it's a pay period and a half and not two full pay periods, I'll never figure that out. That's management and pennies. And why it doesn't go through the new year, I'll never understand. Yeah, I mean, it technically should be like from Black Friday through New Year's. I agree. Well, no, we it should put... be from Columbus Day. It should be from Columbus Day. Yeah, yeah, in some areas, yeah. Yeah. But, so that's... Peak season that's for City we... starts, I believe, started this Wednesday, this past Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, the the no penalty stuff, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Rural carriers, so this, we get three weeks. Go ahead, James. So this episode is all about the Christmas season and dealing with things as a rural carrier during Christmas peak period. So the first thing we want to talk about is what is Christmas overtime? Who wants to take that first? Anything over your evaluation for the week is paid at the overtime rate. So, for example, my route is a 48K. Anything I work over 48 hours in the five days go is entered as overtime. Kristen, you're, what, a 45, right? Yes, I'm a 45K. So anything in the five days that Kristen works over 45 hours will be paid at overtime. And um, to add in on that, if you are an ox route carrier, you go hourly. Yep. So if it's now, a three-hour ox route, if it takes you two and a half, you'll get paid two and a half for the day. If it takes you five, you'll get paid five for the day. Correct. Now, for the rest of the RCAs out there, it's business as usual. The only exception is the Ox Route RCAs. Everybody else, it's business as usual. Nothing changes in the way that you get paid. And the PTFs are the same as the RCAs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to make sure we make that distinction for them as well so nobody feels left out on this. And, of course, ARCs being involved in the Christmas overtime period. That's the other side of this. ARCs should only be utilized for parcel delivery. They aren't fully trained in mail delivery. They shouldn't be running mail routes. Some are, but they shouldn't be. 
and if they are, it should only be on a Saturday. Correct. Correct. If they've gone through the RCA Academy. So if they are being utilized on routes, what do we do, Bill? Smile and smile, baby. <laughs> also, also during those three weeks, second trips are not paid out at the three minutes a mile for second trips. It's your accumulative total time that you work. So you do not get second trip pay. If you are a POV route, however, please track those miles and write them down on your 4240 because you are still entitled to the additional EMA. Just you're not going to get second trip pay. Just the main thing is, is this is one of the few times that carriers actually get paid for the work that they do. We know carriers are not getting paid for the work they do anymore under Rex for a lot of routes, but this is the opportunity for routes that are extremely overburdened to actually earn the pay that they deserve for their routes. The other side of the other side of this is we're going to be out later. It's getting dark earlier. And unfortunately, it doesn't start gaining time until December 21st. So your safety is paramount when delivering. Management should be providing you the equipment to be able to deliver, including headlamps. If they and aren't providing it, what do we do? We make that safety call. <laughs> 1767, baby. It's, it's the same with road conditions. A lot of places are getting snow. Either yesterday, today, tomorrow, or later on in the month. If you feel unsafe, you can go back to the office. The union will back you up if you feel unsafe. And file that 1767 for unsafe working conditions. Especially if you're out on one of those very, very rural routes that there is very little streetlights. And it is dark, dark, dark. I mean, it's hard to see those boxes. We all know that. That's a safety call. I mean, you're not going to see that deer or whatever animal running out in front of you. You may not even see that guy walking his dogs at night if he's not wearing a reflective vest. You know, you make that safety call. If it is absurdly dark, even if you have a headlamp, that's not going to help you see in where those mailboxes are. And we all know how well those headlights work in the LLVs. All of ours now have the LEDs headlights, yep. so. Yeah, but they don't always work in those dark, dark areas. I know. Well, this is true. You said earlier that if you're 48 and you go over 48 hours, that's incorrect. You have to go over your routes evaluation. Your K, well, K48 goes up to 57.36 hours. Not 48 hours. <laughs> A K-45 isn't a 45-hour route either. No, I'm saying in the five days. Not uh, not, not all six, in five days. No, it, so it, your release date doesn't count. It still says your evaluation. It says right on the Christmas overtime. Yeah, yeah you your evaluation your, 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 is... Your standard hours. Your, your, your standard hours for the week. 9.6 hours for 48. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so. because if you work that, if you, the standard hours is a six day, 
And if you work that sixth day as a K route, that's automatically an overtime. Correct. Or an X day, but yeah, it's either way. It's it's overtime. But, but in, in relation to your routes evaluation for the five days, right? That, that's what I'm saying. You got to, you know, as a 48K, if I, I go over 48 hours in five days. What if you're a J route? It depends on if it's week one or week two, if it's five or six days. Yes, you, you got to clarify that. And for H routes, it's the six-day evaluation. It is management's right. If they have the coverage, if they know <laughs> I'm going to go over my 48 hours, they can tell me not to come in on that last, on that fifth day, or I can come in, but I have to leave by, let's say, 11 o'clock, or not to come in until 11 o'clock. I know when I first started, we'd have, they would schedule an RCA to come in. They would case one route, come in in the morning, start and case one route until 11, like about 11 o'clock. And that's when the regular came in to carry it. And then they would switch to another route to carry a different route to get the um, regular carriers hours down so they weren't paying the overtime. Or they could have an RCA come in and take hours off of the route as well. I mean, I've done that in the right, past as an RCA. Week. Yep, throughout the week. You know, I may run my route or I actually end up running parts of like two or three different routes for the day. Just to help keep that down. But again, that just depends on your office's situation on having leave replacements available. Right. And in my office, well, we don't have any available. Or right. you can do uh, like our office did on Friday. They brought the subs in at 6 a.m. to run parcels. <laughs> and then sent them home after they came back at 9 o'clock. And half of our office was still there until 1230, waiting for the rest of the parcel to be done. I've actually, when I was an RCA, I would go in and I would run all day running parcels. I would use my personal vehicle to run parcels. I'd get not only the hours, but also EMA for delivering in my own personal vehicle. Yep, yep me too. Did that too. Other, other RCAs would come in and they would deliver with the LLVs and get with the carrier that they're using the LLV of and find out their approximate leave time so they could take parcels out in the morning and then I'd just clean up whatever was left over. So it, it worked out pretty well for us, but when you have management that actually understands how to manage people, it works pretty well. Right, well, that's, we, we would do that too. Sometimes we would do that. They would have us, you know, take an LLV for a carrier that they, a regular that they knew was gonna be later leaving to do a morning run and then after they were we came back and gave them their keys back they'd send us with more parcels in our povs at my at my first station the last two years from what i heard they've had two or three cages worth not gurneys cages and at one point they were there was nowhere to put them in the building. They were rolling the cages out and parking them behind the the LLVs of the route that it belonged to. When I came in Saturday, 
the first 20 minutes of my day after hitting clock in, I immediately hit start load and I wheeled out three pumpkins worth of packages to go load for the first 20 minutes of my day Saturday before I even touched a lick of mail. Is AM parcel runs. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and touch on that one. Okay. So management and their infinite wisdom has thought getting regular carriers to run parcels out as a second trip in the AM is a smart idea. They're calling them second trips. They want to pay them three minutes per mile, et cetera, et cetera. They are not second trips. That is your first trip. You're making the first trip of the day as a second trip. The union has said, don't do it. Now, Manage the only management is fighting it. The management is fighting it. And but I fought I fought this in my office a couple of years ago and I got it stopped to where if they are going to require the regulars to go out, they were going to have to pay them 8127 time. And I cited the uh, F21 time and attendance manual on this and I had it stopped. However, the, 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 the little loophole that management tries to play with this is during the Christmas overtime because we don't get paid for second trips. We get paid. So that is going to be, that is their little loophole on that for those three weeks. Now, if they are requiring you to do this, you are going to clock in as usual when you report to the office. You are then going to do your start load and your end load of your packages. You are not going to hit depart to route. You are going to just do your start load and load. You're going to run your packages when you get back. And then when you case your mail and you actually depart for the route with the mail is when you will hit depart to route. Just going to cover that because that is that little loophole on those six to nine plays during the actual Christmas overtime three weeks. But you should get it in writing, round dated and signed that they want you to do that. So you can use the F21 time and attendance grievance like Kristen did. Yep. Because you no. should be in that office sorting mail in the morning. They want carriers to come in at 6 a.m. The carrier should be in there sorting mail, getting things ready to go for the day. Because we know mail is going to still be heavy because you're still going to have Christmas catalogs coming through. You're still going to have your uh, pre-Christmas sales, your Christmas Eve sales catalogs and, and advertisements and things like that. You're going to have all the people sending their Christmas cards out. And then you're going to have all the parcels that people decided that, oh, I got to order this for this person, this for that person, and have it shipped to my house because I, I don't want to go to the store because too many people go to the store. I don't think enough people go to the store anymore. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think every mail carrier says that. <laughs> I used to love Christmas and Christmas shopping and... And yeah, that went out the window several years ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the the only technical loophole with that six to nine play is during the Christmas overtime because you're not getting paid second trips anyways. You're getting paid your full accumulative hours. 
But yeah, if, if they are going to do that, I would then make sure you do get that in writing. Round date is stamped and contact your ADR, your DR, your local union steward, whoever is your representative and get with them to see what they're saying on that. Technically, I mean, to me, what's the difference? It's dark at six o'clock in the morning anyways. So what's the difference if you're running packages at six o'clock in the morning versus six o'clock at night? It's still dark. The and difference is be doing uh, seven o'clock. It's six thirty. Seven o'clock. It starts to get light. Depending on where you're at. Well, the but, biggest thing is management should be doing everything they can to hire people to be RCAs, ARCs, whatever, to cover this stuff. If m management is mismanaging the office like they normally do then it's never going to get done properly. Management needs to step up and do the right thing and hire people that are going to do this stuff. That's the problem. And then retain yep. them. Now, 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 now just re not just hire, but retain them. Because I can't count on one hand how many RCAs have been hired and have left in the last year in my office. I, I need two hands and probably start with my toes on that one. We, we just lost one of our best RCAs taking a job outside the post office. And we have three right now that on average, it takes them 12 hours to do a route. Yep. That way we can arm you with the information you need to go, hey, you can't do that. And if they want to argue with you, well, okay, well, I give, I, I'm going to file a grievance now. Consider this my step one. I'm filing a grievance. Yeah, I may have, uh, and if they refuse to print out an 8191, which is the rural carrier grievance form, that is also another issue. <laughs> file, so, file, file. And file some more. Talking about working all these hours and all this stuff, care to explain how carriers not on the relief day work list or carriers who choose to get the X day, how that works during the Christmas overtime period. You're supposed to use it in the same pay period, and they can't give it to you because they have nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I'm not even on the relief day work list because I went regular after it came down, obviously. And, and actually, it's the beginning of the guarantee period through. So it was October, that first uh, pay period of October, October eighth, yes through the end of the Christmas overtime period, which is December 22nd of this year. And that's when you have to use that X day within the same period pay period. And if it's not feasible, they are to pay you out via the deck of five overtime. The system will not let them enter the three if there's no X. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was taking leave during the Christmas overtime period for those who have relief carriers in their offices. Unlike the other crafts, we do not have blackout dates. The rural craft does not have a blackout dates. And they cannot tell you that we have blackout dates because we do not. And it will specifically say Article 10 covers everything about leave. And if there's a leave replacement available, they should be granting you that leave. 
And, and RCA is scheduled to run parcels is not unavailable. Correct. They have to, to follow. be scheduled to run a route that day. And remember to follow the order of consideration when it comes to covering a route. So they can even look for subs in other offices that are only doing parcel runs. Those subs are still available even to other offices. Because parcel runs are just additional work. They're not an actual scheduled route. Route. Yes. Even, even though they're scheduling RCAs for it, it is not a route. Correct. But you have to remember the order of consideration. And of course, seniority only applies on the same day. So if they put in a leave slip the same day, then seniority applies. But if they put a leave slip in after you and you're lower seniority than them, your seniority, your leave slip still beats their leave slip out because you turned it in first. Yes. And make sure when you are turning in a 3971, your leave slip, that you are getting management to an, sign and date that they received it, because that starts the clock for your three days to have that returned to you. And keep a copy. Always file in duplicates or do it on the light blue, the LRA. And yes, you can use that for dates in the future, regardless what management wants to tell you. Yes, ELRA is an approved way to input your leave. And it is a way to ensure the three-day rule. Because once leave is submitted, they have the three business days after that to approve or deny it. And if they do not deny it with legitimate reason, then it's automatically approved. Needs of service is not a legitimate reason. Subs on parcel runs is not a legitimate reason. Subs working routes in other offices is a legitimate reason. If they are previous, pre previously scheduled to cover a route, Yes, and, and that includes your own office. Anytime a leave replacement is scheduled to cover a route prior to you putting a leave slip in, if your leave replacement is scheduled to cover another route, whether it is in your office or in another one or a different office, they are then considered unavailable. Regardless of how it used to be handled, that is how it is contractual now. And leave slips, of course, are within 60 days of the leave, unless you have non-refundable deposits on things. Extenuating circumstances. Life Correct. events. Like I should put about in... money spent. No, it does not. Like graduations, weddings. Funerals. Stuff like that. Well, if you're knowing of a funeral, at least 60 days out. <laughs> I, can, I can plan that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like National my daughter, and union. Union is still covered under Article 24, and it tells you to put it in as, as when it, you know, you can. So union functions actually do qualify to fall outside of those 60 days. 
state convention, national convention, uh, regional conferences, boosters. Yes. Your no. your county meetings are usually after a close of business at the post office. So those don't really matter. But the ones you have to normally travel for, unless they're in your region, of course, but the ones you have to travel for, you can put in before uh, before 60 days. Yes, you can. Great. Like I said, graduations, that reminds me, I'll have to put my daughters in. Well, I already have I think my state it. convention approved for next year. I haven't done any in, of that yet. You can also well, put in I, medical, too. Medical is another one. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out that you can go 12 months out on ELRA and put in for it back in June. So, And they never denied it or told me it was denied. So... I'm already approved. All right. So this question comes through real quick and I'm going to answer it. So as an RCA holding down a regulars route for the next six weeks, I'll only be paid evaluation time no matter how long it takes me with this overburden with this overburden weeks. It's a 40 H. If you go over, nothing changes for RCA pay designation 78. You go over 40 actual hours worked. You'll then go into overtime. If you stay under 40 hours, you're going to get paid the evaluation. You go over 40, you will get your actual time plus overtime for the hours over 40 hours for the week. So rack them hours up. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you, if you know you're going to be over 40, but you typically will run it in under the evaluation slow down a little bit yeah, don't carry your discretion yep don't do it run throughout. safely safely and accurately as we all know it is coming into the end of november december a lot of our areas are starting to get snow so yes make sure that you are delivering safely be safe be accurate and get yourself back to the office in one piece. There has been no other comments about the loss of pay that over 2,000 carriers are dealing with. Ah, the, the 2,200, yes. The, the union did put out that it is unacceptable. For the 14th uh, but time. They, but they haven't put out any additional information or verified anything about that and even though they knew about it on monday and it's been a week so i just wanted to put that out there that we do not have any further information on what's going on with that when your pay is finally going to come through how it's going to come through or any of that stuff unfortunately that kind of information always stays behind closed doors so we don't have transparency in that aspect. And the oh. other side of it is since the update, some people have been having issues with the load truck feature, which especially this time of year for RCAs who aren't familiar with their routes would be beneficial, has been inoperative. Some of that could be based on the fact that they're not scanning the parcels containers that come in that have the QR code 
and the paper on them. They aren't scanning those in by uptime. So the scanner's not picking it up that those parcels have arrived at the post office. Even though they've been sorted to around with the scanner, they're not being uploaded to the system saying that it's there or something's wrong inside the system internally. No IT people have come forward to tell me what's going on with, with that, but I'm still looking into it to see what we can figure out. Or so clerks aren't docking their scanners and uploading the information when they're supposed to, too. That as well. Can, can I take so a personal point parts. of privilege here? Personal point of privilege, Mr. Go Chairman? <laughs> I am sick and fucking tired of the strongly worded language that are union issues when people don't get paid. Enough with this horse shit. Every time you screw up a carrier's pay, there's a 5% penalty. Period. Because we never hear about management having screwed up pay, do we? Ever. No. Nope. No. But yet we get screwed time. time. What's this? The, the sixth time this year? In a year. Something like that. Yeah. You know, for me, when I when I read that letter from the union, and this is my own personal opinion, it does not affect uh, reflect the views, opinions, or strategies of anybody on this podcast, the USPS or the NRLCA. I read that letter, and all I could think of is I could see our leadership going over to the national office, shaking a finger at them, going, this is just not right, and then walking out the door and going back to the headquarters. I don't even see them doing that. Okay, maybe they did. Just... Maybe they did it on Zoom, just to wag their finger at them. Or send uh, an email. F- I was yeah. going to say an email or a phone call saying, "So you guys messed up again." Okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks, I, yeah. thanks for letting us know. We'll pass it on to our carriers. We're aware of it. Sorry to be you. That's basically all it is. You know, you think about all these carriers, and some of these carriers that didn't get paid this time were carriers that didn't get paid last time. So these yeah. carriers not only took took a hit, not only with their not getting their money, but their automatic withdrawals, overdraft fees, fees for missing payments, late fees on bills, things like that. And it's more than five percent that you said, Bill. Some of them could be upwards of ten percent of their of their income, especially RCAs. And to have them just say, we know it happened again, and we're sorry that it happened, and we'll get it fixed. You can get a money order. You can get an advance. I don't like them calling it an advance either. It's your pay. You are getting paid your pay. I have yet to see any other company in this nation that has not paid their people on time or within a few days of their time when they find out that there's been a payroll error. And you see the only this, company I know of. And you see this every pay period. Every pay period, whether it was management that didn't submit it in on time within the local office, or it's a glitch that affects 54,000 carriers or 2,200 carriers. Or what? There, or one, there is every pay period, there is carriers out there not getting their paychecks. And that's bullshit. We should be paid a fair day's wage 
for a fair day's work. And that fair day's wage should come in on our payday. And if it's not coming in on our payday, they should be sitting there and printing a check for us. I don't I care. Was if, say, I know. I don't. I don't care if they have to use the express system and have somebody run it from district office because I know the district offices have checks that they can print in their offices, and they can have the express drivers pick them up, deliver them to each office for each carrier. It's not that hard to do. It's just they don't want to do it, and they don't want to pay that person to drive all those things all over the place. I would say I know in other crafts, I've heard of them from Egan sending their payroll check express mail to their local office. Why are they not able to do that for us? Here's the problem, okay? At this time of year, you know, you're trying to do all your Christmas shopping and everything else. But at this time of the month, when everybody's mortgage and rent and everything else is due, this, this puts a hardship on people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we shouldn't tolerate this. We, we ought to have a, a national day of, okay, we're not, we're not working until we get paid. But then they can fall that under a strike. Yeah. Uh, no, they, 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 they would call that a, uh, a coordinated work stoppage. I would still be a felony under, under the law. That would be a felony. And we well, don't if I get the if I get in the same cell as you, James, I won't worry about it. <laughs> we don't we don't condone we don't condone violating the law. We don't condone violating the contract. We go honest carriers doing honest work. Management will sit there and they will falsify records. They will fail to do their job and they'll be fine. But if we falsify anything, if we fail to do our jobs, we're into an I.I. and we're being told this interview can lead to discipline up to and including termination on every single I.I. that we have. And we only have we only have five steps to termination. Letter of warning. Seven uh, day. Seven day. Fourteen day. Day reflection. Day of day reflection. Day of reflection. Termination. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's letter of warning. Day of reflection. Seven day. Fourteen day. Termination. Management. You get a day of, ref- get a day of reflection at the seven fourteen and termination. And management has none of those. Management can violate the contract 87 times. And what will happen? They'll probably just get transferred to another office. Management management can commit a felony on the job. Commit a felony on the job. And maybe they'll get a stern talking to. Maybe. But they'll keep their job. Rural carriers have to be honest dependable and do their job management can mismanage mismangle management and really destroy the office and they'll get maybe a talking to 
You need to remember this when you're talking about things you want to do, when you're talking about what needs to be done. Because the only way to get things to change is to come together as a unit, an entire craft. Stand up, fix this union, get us going in the right direction. Because the last thing we need is to keep rolling over when carriers are getting hurt. Carriers are wondering if they're going to be able to pay their bills, wondering if they're going to be able to feed their kids, be able to feed themselves. They're wondering if tomorrow is going to be their last day. Carriers have committed suicide over this, and it's not right. And carriers we have walked not. off the job because of this, which, you know, d destroys yes. the, the entire fabric of an office. We uh, There was a post on the interwebs, on the social medias about a carrier, and that carrier's in Michigan, northern Michigan to be exact, who did uh, put in her notice, and the other two regulars walked out with her this past God. week. And they don't I mean, see this, you know. They, the management doesn't see this, and, and I and I don't understand why he, you can't recognize a, a a oh just a toxic atmosphere that these people are creating. Yeah, Terrence is bliss. I mean, I've got you know, I've had two carriers in my office vocally say that they were ready to walk out just because of the mismanagement. We've got a situation in Westchester where we are now not allowed to do PM casing without permission. And I talked to my ADR and the ADR says, well, there's nothing that guarantees you the right to case in the PM. And I'm like, excuse me, we've already established this through years of regular mail counts, as well as the you know, previous two mini mail surveys, that it, it was part of our accepted practice. Well, they have the right to mismanage. I hung up the phone. Yeah. I, I you know, between that and settling for language, I don't want to hear from union officials in, in any respect to say they're allowed to mismanage. I, I have to get off the phone. Otherwise, I'll say things that I shouldn't. You know, what we waiting. need, <laughs> what, what we need sitting at that head table for our union, we need union officials that have experience in boots on the ground within the last five years. We need, a, we need, we need we need union leaders that know what goes on day in and day out in the offices now. Not what, how it was 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. Today. We need union officials who have gone into offices and seen what's going on. Not just the office that they're assigned to but offices that don't kowtow to leadership, offices that actually have problems, offices that have no union representation in them. We need people stepping up 
and checking our carriers, checking on our carriers, making sure they're taken care of. Because the problem is not only are our managers misinformed in a lot of things, a lot of our carriers are too, especially from management. Yes. I personally was misinformed until I got involved in the union. I still make mistakes, but I'm getting better at it. I'm learning a lot more. Being involved in this podcast has taught me a lot about the union, a lot about the Postal Service, a lot about everyday life for carriers beyond what I see in my office. I'm grateful I have management that actually listens and is not ignorant to what the rural craft is. But there are many offices that are not. I, I've been to one personally that is not. But and the then, thing then about you... it is you cannot lead a union if you don't know what's going on at the bottom. Yep. If your route is 230 miles from your home and you haven't touched it in over a decade. Or ever. Or ever. Or. <laughs> If you or if you've never been a regular carrier because you went straight from RCA to a union leadership position, you don't know what's going on down here. You don't know what the carriers are dealing with. You haven't dealt with the scanners. You haven't actually ran a route under Rex. Now you can say the average is everybody lost an average two hours. Everybody lost on average two hours or everybody gained an hour on the last Rex survey. But you don't know what's going on with boots on the ground. You're not in these offices. You're not coming to see these people and see what we're dealing with on a daily basis. You're just looking at spreadsheets like DeJoy. And spreadsheets don't show you the truth the same way district managers just look at the scan reports you know and they, benchmark they, not, you know they, they don't they don't look at anything else except for what gets scanned doesn't get scanned delivered or not delivered yeah they, they don't even give a rat's ass about the dps because of the fact that you know that's the not the money aspect of the business anymore oh, don't get me started on how bad that dps has been this past week oh lord oh god four trays and i brought back over a half a tray of miss sent miss sort and i on a daily can fill up almost half a tub of ubbm from my route almost on a daily yeah yeah, yeah. you're not lying there <laughs> yeah it, it was so bad on friday that i had uh nine trays of dps and I needed another three inches to fill a, a tray up of misorts. Yep. And that's why I don't take mine in the street. I mean, you know, I, there's not enough room in the truck to, to throw that much mail. Yeah, I actually had a couple days this week where I filled a full tub up or more. Um, the Saturday when I finished delivering my advos, or Monday, excuse me, Monday, because Saturday I started my advos, and then Monday I went to finish them because we 
she held our Amazon over. So I'm like, well, good. I'll just finish up my Advos. So between the crap and the DPS that didn't belong there, or bad addresses, and the Advos I couldn't deliver because they were addressed, and I have a lot of seasonals, I filled up two tubs of mail. Now, who who else has the problem with getting their UTFs and their forwards back in their clerk tubs every single day? Uh, my office is horrible. I mean, you know, I, I, I actually have gotten to a magic marker to mark the individual pieces so they don't come back, and they still do. I had handfuls of, of UTF and A and Ks coming back in my DPS this week. Oh God! <laughs> I had a couple pieces of mail that I know I put in the 3M at least three times this week. The same piece of mail that came through my we DPS. Were, we were having that problem a couple months ago. It seems to have stopped for now, but I'm sure it'll happen again. Yeah. Uh, we got, I got a funny for you because we have a new postmaster and uh, A, she has no idea what she's in for with Christmas in Westchester but um, she uh, come over and she goes, RD17, I have a package for you and she gives it to the guy <laughs> and the guy looks at it, she goes, it's for Jamaica, New York she said, what? he goes, it's R17 Jamaica, New York and I said, well, I know that's a mess up. And she goes, why? I said, Jamaica's in the middle of the Bronx. There's no rural routes in the Bronx. Oh. I had I had three parcels this week thrown to Route 3, my route, for Route 3 in Cairo, Michigan, which is approximately two hours south of me. <laughs> not once, not twice, three different packages, three different days. I had one for Route 1 in Texas. I don't remember the city, but it was in Texas is all I remember. <laughs> Still don't know how that one got to me because it came out of California. Well, that was, I had a piece of, I had a letter, piece of letter mail not too long ago in my DPS for Vermont. Okay. Um, it was mailed within the state of Vermont, going to another city in Vermont, but somehow ended up in my DPS in Ascoda, Michigan. It's uh, Klingon. Yeah, something. Yeah, you know, it stuck to another, you know, letter in front of it, and it, it, that's why he got. That's why I explained that to a lady what a Klingon was, and she goes, "Oh, she goes, I thought you were talking about dingleberries. That's what my kids call them." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh. And, and so I made sure when I got that back, going sorting through my mail at the end of the day, I got out the black marker and I had to cover up the barcodes because. It was sprayed for my zip code. And I'm like, wow, that's a mess up. Now, back, back in the day, our, our DPS plant used to double run our mail, you know, to, to get the stuff out of there. They, they're not doing it at all. Uh, they're, they're just trying to get it out the damn door with the first pass and, and you know, up to our office because we're one of the last offices to get it. Uh, we have a dedicated truck. So... I just sit there and I laugh. It's like, you know, if I'm getting paid by my DPS letters, then, then you know, I'm making out. But since I'm getting 84 a minute, I'm not. 86 a minute. 86? 86. 
Well, I only had 84 fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So everybody have a good Thanksgiving. I did. I did. Um my my bonus son showed up. Um I was I didn't know he was coming till he walked in the door, my boyfriend's son. So that was nice. Um my youngest daughter was with her dad at his parents' house and of course my son is so no Oh, 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 update, update on my son. As of December 1st, he will be sergeant. He passed Woo-hoo. his uh, scores uh, this past week, and he gets a sergeant promotion on Friday, December 1st. Yeah. Congrats. Yes. Still waiting to hear about his leave to come home, though. But, uh, yes, he will uh, be Sergeant William Wakeman of the United States Marine Corps. The real the real leaders of the Corps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving was good. However, I, I did forget that... Um, as part of the settlement on the falsifying the hip training, they said they had to show us the training material by the 22nd. So guess what we had to do Wednesday morning? <laughs> Sit there and watch the stupid videos. And they're like, well, when everyone is like, why are we doing this? Looking right at me. Well, someone filed a grievance on it. So here you go. And she made sure to make sure that I wasn't moving and I was standing there the whole time watching it. Did you have your cat with you? Not at work. Oh, okay. I'm sure your cat would help you with mail delivery. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he would. (laughs) <laughs> you guys ready to wrap this up for tonight? Yep. Sure. All right, Josh, go ahead. Well, like we've already said, we're into that season. Long days. Try and have a good week. Be safe. It gets dark earlier. Um, don't get overwhelmed. If you do, take a step back. Take a deep breath. And step back in. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Go for it, James. You know, this is the one time of the season that really boosts our Rex evaluations. One thing we did not say is to remind your RCAs that when they are out delivering these parcels for these routes, to switch to the route they're delivering. Option so six del- on the main on the main uh, menu on the scanner. Yes. So make sure they're switching to your routes to make sure that the route gets the credit for those parcel deliveries. Because that is your evaluation in the 52 weeks. And management will tell them, no, just put it on route 997 or 998 or something like that. Deliver with that. No, it needs to be on on your route number for delivery. Unless they're doing static dynamic routes, which also takes away from your evaluation. But just remember, your safety is your responsibility. It's not on management. It's not on your customers. It's not on the dog that the customer owns. It's on you. If you feel unsafe, go back to the office. 
file a 1767 safety hazard form and take care of yourself. I will be behind you on that because we're all in this together. Bill? Well, to reiterate to everybody, it's dark out, getting colder out. I've seen pictures of snow already. And like James says, you know, if you feel unsafe, slippery conditions, sidewalks, driveways, whatever. That's the time to hang it up, come back to the office, file the 1767, unsafe conditions. Especially if you're driving a postal vehicle that has no traction whatsoever. I mean, LLVs and FFVs and uh, the metrics, they all have no ass like an old white man. So, you know, be careful out there. They're going to hold you accountable for any type of accident. They'll hold you accountable if you get injured. So you are the most important delivery, not that package. They can wait another day. You know, they can wait two days. You can they come pick it up. I don't care. I care about people being safe, being healthy, and getting home to their loved one. Because you are the most important delivery of the day. And you need to get home to your loved one. Thank you, guys. Yes, definitely. We are... Saturday is the kickoff to the Christmas overtime. This week is, well, we just had Black Friday sales on Friday. Cyber Monday is tomorrow. We are heading into this. And if you are an RCA who has not worked this time a year before, just take a deep breath because you're in for a ride. Uh, for I mean, some of us, it's, you know, I this is my first Christmas as a regular, so I can relate. To you guys RCAs for several Christmases going back. My I actually did my shadow day the day after Christmas. I kinda got lucky on the tail end there. But you know, I had quite a few Christmases under my belt in a couple different offices. So yes, definitely safety is your call. Once you're out on that street, safety is your call one hundred percent. You're not safe. Management wants to argue, fill out that seventeen sixty seven, contact your local union rep, do what you gotta do, but it is definitely your call. Please stay safe out there, everybody. I know I got to put the weight in my LLV tomorrow. We got snow today, the wet, heavy stuff. It's not going to be fun for me, but, you know, it is what it is. You take, you know, to stay safe, be safe, deliver safe. If you can't pull up to a box because of the snow, they'll get their mail the next day. You know, don't get stuck. Don't get, you know, it's going to happen. We've all gotten stuck. I've gotten stuck in a POV. I've gotten stuck in an LLV. It happens. But do what you can, do what you can and do it safely and uh, stay safe out there this week. And we will be back next week. And just remember, like the meme says, kiss your family, tell them you love them and you'll see them in January. Yes, absolutely. If I get in the same cell as you, James, I won't worry about it. <laughs>